Hey you guys, what's up and welcome back to the Empowerment Project Podcast. My name is, there's always a lot of P's and I have to make sure that I don't spit on my microphone whenever I'm saying the name of this podcast. Um, Okay, so I'm super excited about today's topic because it is something that, I know I say this every stinking week, but I'm so excited because I got to sit down, this week is just special because I got to sit down and talk with one of my best friends, Madison. Um, Her and I, I really, I mean, we relate anyways, like our, you know, we're really great friends. Um, We have a friendship that is completely based on Jesus. She encourages me. She supports me. She is like stability in my life. Like she puts together all my schedules. Like I would trust her with my life. Like I value her words, value her opinion always. Like everything she says is super weighty because um, it just carries weight because she's not someone that blows smoke. Uh, if she doesn't have anything to say, she'll stay quiet. And but so you know that she means what she says when she says something. And I think that that will really come across in today's podcast because um, as she talks, you can really hear the wisdom um, behind her reasoning and behind her experience and behind her heart. And so I'm super excited for you guys to listen to her and just listen to us kind of converse about comparison because we kind of both agreed that it's not really about overcoming comparison, but it's more about learning how to navigate comparison, learning how to fight comparison, um, healthy ways to compare, unhealthy ways to compare. And we really kind of dive into somewhat juicy, um, but really deep topics um, so that we could kind of further elaborate and talk about our experience and the things that we've learned. We are not experts by any means because this is stuff that we are still learning, but I will say that we have come a long way from when we first began this journey. We're not the same people that we were when we started, thank God. (laughs) But so I'm so excited about today's podcast because about today's podcast episode, because I just really feel like you guys are going to get so much from her and just the conversation that we had. I mean, I picked up on so much just as we talked. And so it really was refreshing to me to sit down and just be able to share our hearts together and just talk about what we'd walked through, um, you know, what God has done in our lives since then and how we have learned to kind of cope and fight and navigate comparison. And so I hope you guys get a lot out of this. Um, and I hope that you love it as much as I do. And I know I say this every week, but it's one of my favorite podcasts so far, one of my favorite episodes so far. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Without further ado, here is episode five of the Empowerment Project podcast. Okay, so today I'm here with my friend Maddie. Hey. We're a little out of our comfort zone. My palms are really sweaty. <laughs> Maddie can't stop laughing. This is Sorry. absolutely out of our comfort zone. I'm just talking to a computer screen, but we're going to get through it. Okay, so like I said, I'm here with my friend Maddie, and today we're going to be talking about comparison and insecurity and the effect that it has on us, that it's had on us, and how through Jesus we've learned to kind of, I wouldn't say overcome overcome it, but how to battle it and how to fight yeah. it, like on the day-to-day. So um, yeah, so we met probably, how long have we been friends for? How old are we right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was in high school, so were you a sophomore? Probably, probably around that. No, I was a sophomore. I started. I started coming when I was a sophomore. Were you? Like eighth grade, maybe. Maybe that's kind of sounding right. Okay. How many years is that math was? Like eight. Maddie's a teacher, so she should know this information. (laughs) Okay, eight years. Oh my gosh, that's like two high schools. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. It's an eight-year-old child. <laughs> so we've been friends for a really long time, and we met at our youth group. I started coming. Maddie had been going for a while. 
How long mm-hmm. have you been going? How do you probably been going? since like seventh grade? Okay, okay, so for like a year. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, and I just kind of popped in as a sophomore and just kind of tried to fit the mold. <laughs> I feel like I was just like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty and mm-hmm. skinny and like in the popular crowd, mm-hmm. and I just like really looked up to you and thought you were just like, I don't know, saying cool kid sounds kind of weird, yeah. but you know what I mean. <laughs> That's super wild because I remember like now, <laughs> like okay, when I was in high school, I thought that I was so fat. That's <laughs> that's super so funny that you say. You say skinny. I think, though, just kind of, like, already jumping into comparison, like, I, Mm -hmm. there were so many girls that, like, I compared myself to, so, like, the fact that you saw me as skinny, but, like, myself, like, compared to, like, someone else, like, I saw them as skinny and not myself, and so, like, um, I think high school was probably the biggest, so it's really crazy to me that you looked up to me during that time, because that was probably, like, the, one of the biggest um, detrimental times of my life, I feel like. Mm. That's so crazy because it didn't come off that way whatsoever. You know, mm-hmm. you always just seemed like you were vibrant and funny and always cracking mm-hmm. a joke and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. would have never... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, and kind of like how we were talking about earlier, I think those insecurities manifested in me in a different way than a lot right. of other people. Like you were saying, you... Mm-hmm. Like, my insecurities kind of made me shrink back a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so I would be less likely to jump in and do something. Right. Or I'd be like, oh, well, they're going to be better at me than this, so I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my insecurity was definitely during high school and even today, obviously. Yeah. But in grade school more specifically. Like, I would, like, go in the bathroom at night. And since those thoughts were so loud in my head, it would make me just want to look in the mirror and just say those things out loud. Mm-hmm. And like we kind of talked about earlier, it was a release for me yeah. to just be like, okay, that's out of my head. Now I can take a deep breath. I can go to bed and try to be a little bit more calm than I was two right. seconds ago. Right. Like taking that anger out on yourself because you had it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally identify with that. I think that my comparison or my insecurities <clears throat> kind of made me more forthcoming. I felt like I had to overcompensate for my insecurities and, like, prove to people that I was, like, worth a look or, like, worth love Mm -hmm. or, like, worth the attention or something like that. And so, like, it it kind of, like, gave me this need to perform in an effort to overcompensate for those things. But I I, I identify with the whole beating myself up as well. Like, when I was out in public, it would be, like, really evident that I was, like, funny or outgoing or whatever. But really those were just, like, my insecurities, like – making me act a certain way in order to not feel as insecure. Mm-hmm. And then after bottling those up all day, it would be like I was at home and I would be like almost beating myself up for putting on a front all day and then like needing to release that out as well. Like, it's funny that you say that too because like when, I, when I'd when shrink back, mm-hmm. like later on be like, why did I do that? You know, why didn't I just step out and do something? Right. So we were both beating ourselves up for the completely opposite thing. Right. It's so crazy too that the root of it both was insecurity though and it manifests mm-hmm. in people so differently. Right. And I think too, knowing how insecurity works and like after you've kind of like been made aware of it in yourself, like you see it more in other people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so like maybe people who are known as confident, but now that we're aware of like how that manifests in people we can see that really they're just insecure maybe they're lashing out or being mean or like you know being really rude because they're insecure of their own abilities not necessarily because they're super confident in their abilities which is how it comes off right Mm -hmm. so what would you say was your like turning point well, I have one specifically about the mirror because um, mm-hmm. I had I was already in my walk with Jesus and everything, but still trying to sort through that. And I had posted yeah. a Bible verse on my mirror mm-hmm. um, that basically was, you're beautifully and wonderfully made, you're knit together in your mother's womb, yeah. um, that Bible verse. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was having such a bad night. A lot of stuff had gone on. People had said some mean stuff to me. And I went home and I walked straight to the mirror because I was like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I need to let this out. And so I walked there and I looked in the mirror. I remember 
I couldn't get any negative words out, and mm-hmm. I because that was a prayer of mine for a while. Was like I need to stop doing that. Yeah, and the like, only stop thing, talking that way about yourself. Yes, and mm-hmm. the only thing that came out was positive. Like I was just like, "You're beautiful. Mm-hmm. You're you're perfectly made." You know, I had just started wow. speaking yeah. God's truth over myself. Yeah, and I bawled, and honestly, that is the last time that I ever did it. So wow. that was really the turning point for me. That's awesome. That's really, yeah. really cool. I think for me, it was um, oh my gosh, probably like a whole combination of. <sighs> stuff I was really like just in a low low place like I had spent like probably oh my like literally I don't like my whole life comparing myself to other people just because I didn't know there was anything wrong with it mm-hmm. like it's just how we were raised like it's like we're constantly competing and I was very competitive whether it would be sports or like not necessarily grades but I was aware that my grades weren't as high as other people's um in certain things or certain areas and so like it was just constant this constant comparison and never really this affirmation of like it's okay to be you mm-hmm. and so I think honestly I've been beating myself up for like probably eight years and then like a really like solid five or six years and um I remember I was just like comparing I mean like I was so insecure I couldn't even be around other girls without like my mind just being so tormented of like Mm -hmm. oh well my shirt doesn't look like hers or like oh she got hers from Hollister and mine's from Rue 21 or like something dumb you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and so it was just like constantly this stuff and so it was like very hindering and I remember that like I beat myself up for so long that, like, it became way too much to carry. And I, the comparison actually turned into, like, self-loathing and, like, self-hate. Like, I genuinely, like, with all my heart, hated myself because I had just mm-hmm. spent so much time pouring that negativity over myself. And so, like, kind of like the same thing, like, with the mirror, like, looking in it. Like, sometimes I didn't want to look in it, but then other times when I did, the only thing that came out was negative. Because that's the only thing that seemed to justify the image that was in there. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of showing everybody else that I was on everybody else's side too. Like, oh, I hated me too or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, but really that wasn't the case. Like nobody hated me. It was just in my head. And that was all I told myself was that people hated me. And so like, I didn't even like being me. And so Mm -hmm. um, the mirror was always a huge battlefield as well. And so, but there was one night specifically, and I've probably told you this in my testimony, but I would have a lot of suicidal thoughts and like um, it was something that I tormented myself with a lot It's because of, you know, all the comparison that I had done and like not living up to other people's expectations and not living up to who other people were, not even who other people said that I needed to be, but who I, I said I needed to be and not being able to fulfill that or not being, you know, as pretty as other girls or whatever in my head. And so, but anyway, there was one night that I was just like totally had given up, like, I was so over it, like, I tormented myself for so long, I'm sure you can identify with that feeling, like, Mm -hmm. it's just, like, nothing, like, it's, like, numbness and hate and self-loathing, and, um, if you haven't felt that, (laughs) you know, power to you, happy for you, happy for you, but I think it's something that a lot of girls don't want to admit to feeling, um, especially in today's society, (laughs) but anyways, I remember that night, I was just so, so fed up, and I just crawled to the edge of my, uh, onto the, um, foot of my bed, and I just was, like, God, you know, if you're there, like, I need you to show up because I can't continue living like this. Like, I can't. I don't know what needs to change, but whatever needs to change, like, I need you to show me. And I remember just feeling God's presence that night, and I just, like, 
I mean, it was really powerful, too powerful to put into words, really, for right. a testimony, but I just felt it flood my room, and it was just, like, all this peace and this contentment, and it was just, like, the moment that I asked, like, the moment, like, he was waiting for those words to fall out of my mouth, like, he'd been waiting for that, like, it wasn't like he abandoned me or he wasn't there, but it was, like, I'd never asked him to mm-hmm. tell me who I was, and so then that next morning I woke up, and I remember being kind of nervous to look in the mirror, but I felt different, and I remember looking in the mirror, and I wasn't ashamed of what I saw, like, I saw a daughter of the king, and, like, I've lived every day since as such because I chose to put down those comparisons and ask God what he thinks of me. That's awesome. Because if you don't know who you are, mm-hmm. then you walk, like then you automatically compare yourself because that's the standard. That's the only standard that you know. You right. don't know a standard for yourself. Exactly. You're setting a, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's really good. Like, because the standard that you see is a standard that's around you that everybody else holds themselves to. Mm-hmm. And maybe not to make you feel bad, but it's just like, what yeah. you see and what you know and until you find a different standard you're always going to try living up to that one but there's already been a standard set and you fit perfectly in it right nice <laughs> okay so what were some of the ways that you like chose to overcome it like daily like how do you because we said earlier that like it's not necessarily like, conquering insecurity but knowing how to battle it mm-hmm. um I would say with the mirror definitely Whenever you're looking into it, instead of just picking every little single thing out, first of all, just before, I mean, almost like you've told me before, it's a mind game. Mm-hmm. You know, but prep your mind for, you know what, I'm not going to say these negative things about me. Yeah. I am a daughter of the king. Looking at your Bible, first of all, and yeah. figuring out who you are. Right. And then going in there and being like, I, look at yourself if you have to. Say it out loud if you have to. It helped mm-hmm. me. Being like, I am a princess. I am a daughter of the king. I am beautifully and wonderfully made. Like the standards, like we just said, of the world are not going to, they don't Tell you change things. who I am right. whatsoever. Right. Um, so definitely remembering those things and something about other people, like when I started to look at others, understanding that they are daughters of the king too. Like they are, they are not more or less valuable than you and knowing that you are in it together. That's really So, and also trying to, well, sorry, I'm going to keep rambling too. No, no, I just rambled for like 20 minutes. You're good. (laughs) But something... I mean, I definitely need to work harder at, but mm-hmm. making sure that you draw that goodness out in someone else. Because once you actually start doing that, because at first you're like, oh, I don't want to say that because I don't want mm-hmm. them to feel better about themselves. Yeah. But when you actually feel better about yourself and you draw that out in other people, that even makes you feel better in return. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a cycle that you just keep going through. Right. That's that and reaping what you sow. Like I found like um, something that I tried implementing and this is just like one of the many things, but like whenever I would compare myself to a girl, like I would challenge myself to find something in her that I liked and let her know about that because mm-hmm. that draws back to she's not less and she's not more and God loves her as much as she loves me and mm-hmm. we're both his favorite. Right. <laughs> and so knowing that like just because God loves her doesn't mean he loves me any less. Mm-hmm. And so I would challenge myself to, you know, compliment her on something. I kind of had that same feeling as well. Like, oh, I don't want her to feel better about that. But that's our insecurity as well. And so mm-hmm. – but – and that's another thing that's going to keep us in bondage or keep us in change. And so like honestly, whenever you step out and, and take that step, it feels better than you think it's going to. Mm-hmm. Whatever you see that you've made her feel better or like you know that you spoke life over her, mm-hmm. like it is – it's very fulfilling. And another thing that I've noticed with that is like when I do that – it's almost like reaping what you sow because whenever you start pouring things out to people, mm-hmm. people are going to, you know, be pouring things back into you as well. And it's not like a give and take, like, you know what I mean? It's not like an exchange, like, well, I'm going to tell her this so that she tells me I look right. cute next time. It's just like that genuine, um, that genuine interest is there to pull the best out in each other. And I think that's why you and I have a really good relationship is because mm-hmm. it's not about like, I think a lot of friendships are like founded or established on 
one-upping the other or wanting to be better than the other mm-hmm. and um, not really pulling the best out in each other. And I think that's why our relationship has really flourished. Yeah. is because we are that for each other. And something about comparison, I think a lot of the time we always think of someone that's better than us. But yeah. another thing I want to think of is someone that, that we, in our mind, not saying this is right, that what we mm-hmm. might think is lower mm-hmm. because we might use them to make us feel better about stool. ourselves. Yep. And that is almost even worse I than agree. the other thing. I agree. That's totally overlooked. Um, and so really focusing on just as much as you try to pull something out positive and someone you think is better than you, also pulling that out in someone that you might not and just changing mm-hmm. your mindset, like genuinely trying to pull something positive no matter who the person is. And looking at them through the eyes of Christ. Yeah, no, I totally relate to that because <clears throat> something that, so like I said, that's something that I try to do. But even on Instagram, um, <laughs> that's a big old slate of comparison. Social media just makes it so hard. Exactly. And if you don't know how to handle comparison or handle your insecurities, that is going to be a big black hole for yes. you. I think that there is a lot of good that comes from social media. I love mm-hmm. social media. Like I genuinely, I really like it. And I think that you can reach out to people like how we're using now. Like I think a lot of people will hear this and add it to their life. And it's only through these means that we can do that. But I think if you don't know your worth, it's mm-hmm. just a big black hole. And, um, like even scrolling through and like, if I saw a girl that had posted like a selfie or something and it didn't have, it had like maybe four likes and like no comments or something. Like I, mm-hmm. not to like be like a good Samaritan, but like I reach out and I, I remind her that she's beautiful. Right. And, um, I used to kind of be like, oh my gosh, I wonder if people are going to judge me for commenting because literally no one else is liking this. But it was like, it's not even about like, that is so stupid and low. And I can't even believe I thought that. Right. You know, that people are going to look at that and be like, oh my gosh, she commented on so-and-so's picture. Mm-hmm. And it's just like so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm like, you know, I'm secure enough in myself to tell this girl that she's beautiful. And you know, if other people think that that's stupid or they think that that's weird, like, okay, so be it. And even so, even with someone that's prettier than me, mm-hmm. um, being secure enough in yourself to reach out and learn. No, she's beautiful. Even if she has 50 comments telling her that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so, but kind of, I don't know, this might be me, but I'm just like, she's been told enough. Like, I'm just going to scroll by. Yeah. Like, she doesn't need a bare head or something like that. Or trying to maybe draw out something more about her than, you know, like going deeper into it. Cause like, there's so many generic, like, oh, you're so pretty. Oh, this, how about you have a beautiful this or, you oh know, or gosh, something very yeah. specific. Yes. That's super true. Yeah. Or like even, um, a girl who posts like a, maybe more revealing, photo where everyone's commenting on something that's maybe like more appetizing Mm -hmm. I guess to the eyes like I because I've done this before then I'll comment on their smile or I'll comment on their eyes or I'll comment on their hair or like you know try to pull out something or like even if they have like a beautiful caption like you know say something about that rather than it making making it about their look so that that reminds them Mm -hmm. oh my gosh there's more to me than just this photo. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's why people post it. Like, you can post whatever you want. But I just think, like, knowing myself mm-hmm. and how I used to be, I think that's something that I really would have benefited from yeah. is someone calling out those things in my life. And I think that's somehow how we conquer it every day, too, because we we aren't just focused on, oh, my makeup, my hair's got to look just right. right. Oh, my gosh, my face doesn't, you know, like, it's all it's about your personality or something right. about more inwardly things yeah. than outwardly things right. we're more focused on. Totally, totally. Um, that's one of the ways that I kind of, back to how I overcame it, was I would sit in front of the mirror and I would ask God, like even if I couldn't find anything about myself, I would sit in front of the mirror and 
I would ask God to tell me what he loved about me, and mm-hmm. he delivered every single time. There was never a single time that I sat there, and I didn't automatically get a download yeah. of the things that he loves about me. Some of them were outward, but most of them were inward. Yeah. Like, he would be like, you are so precious. Like, your heart is so pure. Like, your intentions are so good. Like, you love so big. And it was just, like, those things that, like, I never even really noticed about myself. And I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, he loves that about me. And so, like, honestly, not even putting your worth on Right. Your outward appearance or I'm beautiful or whatever. I mean, you are. But, like, finding something deeper and more permanent rather than more temporary. Yeah, because I remember we did that at um, BFA, mm-hmm. Beauty for Ashes. I don't yeah, know if yeah, I yeah. should say that. Um, but I remember we, we sat there and we had God tell us something about ourselves. And yeah. that was a time where I was, like, insecure at school because I felt like everyone had their own clique already because I yeah. was in a college and stuff and didn't have my familiar friends around. I remember I was sitting there and God was like, your personality is so vibrant. And right. I was like really like I don't yeah and it's just so crazy because it's so profound and he tells you things that are in you that you might not even see right and then once you hear that it helps it come out so Mm -hmm. I think definitely asking that question is really important yeah I definitely encourage you guys to do that if you're listening to this um I think that's really I think I I really do I think it's a pivotal pivotal moment and write those things down whatever comes to to um it's kind of almost like an inward whisper I feel Mm -hmm. like it's not really like a thought it's just like an inward whisper like obviously you hear it in your head but it's like because I would never think I mean I really I would never think you love so big yeah I'm so vibrant like that was never a word that would come to my head exactly and also when you write those things down posting it somewhere where you see it every day don't just write it in your notebook and throw it away you know like put it on your mirror you have it next to your door right before I leave every morning it's something that I read out loud yeah I think another thing to overcoming, or not, you know, overcoming it, but learning to battle it on the daily (coughs) is being aware of your insecurities, like, knowing that you're gonna have insecurities, like, you're Mm -hmm. human, and something that I try to remember is that my insecurities come from being human, and my confidence comes from knowing who God says I am, which is loved and worthy and redeemed. Even when I don't believe that, which would be my insecurity, I still know that, which is my Mm -hmm. confidence, and so that's always where my confidence comes from, and so... So um, I honestly think that being aware of that goes hand in hand with learning how to be confident. Um, confidence, I think, is learning how to talk to your insecurities. Definitely. And reminding yourself that your insecurities um, shouldn't be loud. Not allowing those insecurities to affect your decisions or to have any implications on your abilities. Right. Even today, I mean, I'm, we aren't perfect at this yet. Right, I yeah. mean, it's still a struggle. Felt really fat today, not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, and I remember looking and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I I can grab it. You yeah. know, it's literally there. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, my weight does not define me. Like if you yeah. struggle with your weight, that's something I try to tell myself, not saying I'm perfect again, mm-hmm. but like my weight does not define who I am. Mm-hmm. It is no part of all the great things about me. So really, even with any insecurity, reminding yourself like my fill in the blank does not define who I am whatsoever. Totally. And I think that that's kind of a super common misconception is like confidence. People think that because you're confident means that you don't believe you have any, that you don't have any insecurities or you don't have any like faults. And like, Mm -hmm. that could be further from the truth. I think confidence is knowing that those things don't define you. And, um, oh, and like not feeling like a failure whenever you, Mm -hmm. whenever you start to think something bad about yourself, like just because you're thinking something bad about yourself, like it doesn't mean you fail. You, you're not confident. You, you know, like Mm -hmm. you've lost the battle it's over you're never going to be confident but it's about calling those things out and honestly taking that negative thought and switching the channel immediately and refusing 
refusing to dwell in it and like pluck it like a garden, just pluck it out and automatically Mm -hmm. plant a positive seed there as many times as you need to. Just keep replacing that lie with a truth. Yeah, because I I remember sometimes I'd be like, man, I've told myself this like 20 times and it's the same thing over. Mm -hmm. And I don't even remember who told me, but they were like, you know, no matter how many times you have to do it, keep doing it and eventually it'll be less and less. Because I mean, looking at myself back, what we just said, eight years ago or whatever, I would never have thought. I could be where I'm at right now, and right. I'm not even all the way there yet. Right. So just reminding so yourself that it it's going to be a daily thing, and just reminding yourself to keep, like Michaelin said, like keep plucking it out no matter how many times you have to do it. Yeah, even just, if it's in a minute time span, you have to do it at every second. I mean, just do it. Right, right. Just keep pursuing it. Like, honestly, keep pursuing it because something that we implement a lot is whatever you feed will grow. Yep. And whatever you starve will die. And whenever you have those insecurities or those tough times, it's okay to talk about it. But I would say, word of advice, is to pick someone who you trust to do that. And you need to be very careful about that. Because Mm -hmm. let's say that other person is just as insecure as you. One, if they think they're better than you, they're going to push you down, possibly. Mm -hmm. Even if it's in a backhanded kind of way. Right. They might not even be intentionally meaning to do that, but their insecurities are lying to them as well. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to pick someone that's totally 100%, but someone that's on the same page as you that is like, okay, I don't want to deal with this anymore, Mm -hmm. and let's work together to fix that. Right. And it's okay to confide in someone, but make sure that they're, if you notice that they're not lifting you up and trying to help you through that, then that's probably not someone that you should be talking to about that. Totally. And you can tell because, I mean, like, I've had friends that I really did consider my friends and I really did consider them having my best interest at heart. But over time, they would start to use those insecurities against me. Like, if I would mention something that I was insecure about, maybe like a week later or something, they would <clears throat> bring it up, like, in a joking manner. And they, they seemed like they meant it harmlessly, but mm-hmm. it, they still knew that it would hurt me, and they didn't really care for the the you know repercussions of that hurt or taking me back to that place. And so, like, maybe some people are like, it's really not that deep. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. but honestly, I think it is mm-hmm. because those things that we plant in our hearts are those things that we allow to have any sort of air, like room in our life right. are going to have a direct effect on us and the way that we think and the, you know, thought process that we cultivate in our minds Mm -hmm. and going alone about it is not going to help because eventually either you're going to feel like one you're the only one who deals with that and two if you're struggling with fighting that and you don't have someone a reinforcement to come in Mm -hmm. and remind you of those promises I mean I've failed before reminding myself of who I am but it's important I've had two really great friends that'll be like no that's Mm -hmm. not right this is what's true Mm -hmm. and just having an extra person to speak in your ear is really important yeah and if you don't have that person I mean you can reach out to either of us definitely honestly like on the real for real we would honestly enjoy that like it's not anything I think lifting women up is something that we're both called to I think it's something every woman's called to but I think Mm -hmm. until you know that or get into a place again we're not better than anybody it's something that we've been through and like that's the whole situation (laughs) is like it's we relate like it's we relate to that we're not saying oh we're gonna help dig you out of this hole it's like we can genuinely relate to that And because we're kingdom-minded, I think that we have the fear of God. We're not going to try to pull a fast one. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. we something we take very seriously is integrity. And we have a a passion, like McCallum said, like we relate to that pain and we relate to that dark place. Mm -hmm. So we want to pull God out in you. Like we want to pull out Bible verses or truths that we've heard because 
if we would have had someone that already kind of knew who was grounded in that and was able to pull me out. Yes, who had already paved the way yes. to that. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh, I would have been. And I think Amy comes into definitely comes into play a lot with that. And so I think that's why we are where we are. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Amy Wonder. Like we love yeah, you. Yeah, we love you. Um, yeah. So with all that being said, like, how has your ideals of beauty changed? Like, what is something that you strive for now that you didn't use to strive for? For me, like, before coming to know, like, who I was in God and, like, gaining that confidence, um, and also spending time in the Word as well, um, I really strived to be better than other people. Like, I used to strive to be prettier. I used to strive to be, you know, this is embarrassing, but, like, homecoming queen or, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like yeah, prom definitely. queen. Like, that's so dumb, but, like... Every girl thinks so, I feel it, like. They do, yeah. And so, like, I mean, like, if... if just th- those were the things that I was concerned with. Those were the things I was worried about. I was worried about how people saw me and, like, I wanted to be seen as, like, the pretty one or the athletic one or, like, the one who they wanted to be. That yeah. was honestly, and that's so disgusting, honestly. Yeah, it's like, weird to I, look back at it that It so is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to be the one that other people wanted to be. And now my role has completely, completely, I cannot even put into words how completely changed it is. None of that. I don't care if people feel like they need to be like me or like I don't even know why they would. Mm-hmm. And probably even then they were, didn't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's just like I feel like that's, you know, where we get our – our confidence from mm-hmm. is people wanting to be like us but now like because I know who I am I don't need that validation placed in me anymore like I already have it and so like my goal and my mission is to be like accepting and warm and loving like I want to put I want to radiate that energy that people are drawn to my presence just because of Jesus. Like, I want them to know there's something different about her. Like, why is she so loving? Why is she so giggly? And so that I can have the opportunity to tell them, like, yo, Jesus changes everything. Like, you know what I mean? And so, like, I once had somebody, like, the best compliment I ever, ever, ever had was when somebody told me that they didn't believe in Jesus, but they knew that he was real by the way that I loved and the way Mm -hmm. that they saw him in me. And that was just, like, mind-blowing. Like, I was like, what the heck? Like, I... I don't know. It was just like the biggest compliment. I don't say that like, oh, I love so well. I've got it all together. Right. Like, no. but it's just like, it, it. My roles have completely changed, and I'm not set out to knock anybody down. I think if anybody comes to me with an idea, I am always like, go for it. Like, bro, go do it. Because like, life is too short, and like, if God is on your side, he's going to bless that and he's going to pave the way for you. He's going to build those connections. Like he's going to network your way through it. You know what I mean? And if you're Mm -hmm. not, if you don't need to be, then he's going to remove you from it. It's like a failure is just a redirection. And so a rejection is redirection. But now like what I'm concerned with is having a beautiful heart. (laughs) And so like, that's something that I have on my Instagram is let your adorning be the hidden person of your heart. And so I think that that's something that I take super seriously in my life. And even if nobody else notices it, I know that God notices it. Mm -hmm. And in his eyes, that's so, so precious. That's the next part of that verse is that it's so precious to God. And so like my perspective on beauty has changed to an inward, almost like Mm -hmm. I see that beauty inside now, right? Like literally, like figuratively speak or figuratively and literally are two different, different things. But like whenever I think about it in my mind, like that's how I see beauty. Like, when I hear the word beauty, like, I see it inside somebody. I see it, like, blooming inside somebody. And, like, that fruit is growing inside them. And they're, like, radiant and want to love people. Yeah. And I, some word that came to my brain, because I was thinking about being the, my best self, is something um, that my ideal of beauty has changed. Right. And a common term that a lot of people say right now is self-love. Yeah. And 
I think there's a right way and a wrong way to do self-love. Um, so my definition of self-love is just genuinely loving who I am. And like you said, doing things that I enjoy because yeah. God enjoys the same things that you enjoy. Like yeah. he put those desires in you. <laughs> snapping because yes, like yes. seriously, like he delights in that stuff that you delight in. Yeah. So like one thing, a lot of my, I mean, one of my callings I feel like in my life is just to love on kids. Like I love kids so much and I know yeah. God put that in me. And I love not, that for you because <laughs> Yes. And not a lot of people around me do. No. It's and something so, I didn't, I didn't understand. Yeah. And so I mean, not that that was a super in, insecurity for me because I mm-hmm. knew that was my calling. This, yeah, my calling. But hearing other people and that not being anybody else's, you know, I was like, man, you know, maybe that's not what I should do. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I should be someone else. But it's like, no, God put that in me for a purpose. And I end up loving myself more by doing the things that I love. I think it's just looking inside of me. And like we have been talking about like asking God. So one of the things he really told me was me being vibrant. So yeah. me focusing on that and trying to pull that out of me. Because, like I said, when, am I insecu- when I get insecure, I tend to draw back, mm-hmm. and that's the opposite of being vibrant. Right. And so being able to be like, no, God said that I'm vibrant, and even if that sounds silly to someone else, like, mm-hmm. that is true about me, and I'm going to do that. Yeah, I think, though, too, knowing you, like, that's something that I definitely see in you as well. Maybe that I wouldn't have seen a few years ago, really, mm-hmm. but, like, the more that you've walked with God and the more that he's told you who you are and that you've, like, started believing that, like, mm-hmm. that is absolutely 100%. Yeah. Spot on. And along with believing that triggered this in my mind because so many people, and this is true with myself all the time, like it can be head knowledge, but not heart knowledge. For sure. And so I told myself for years and years, like, yes, I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. Yes, I'm a child of God. But until you actually believe that in your heart and you not only say it to yourself, but whenever you encounter a situation or do something like actually reacting in that way, instead of just being like, Oh, well, I guess this is the truth, so I'll just try. Yeah, someone called me fat, so, well, I guess I just... So those, like, flaws that we dwell on, like, honestly, like, when I would look in the mirror, like, I would see something about myself, like, your nose is droopy. Like, I would be like, you have a really droopy nose. (laughs) Or, like, something dumb. I'd be like, your eyebrow bone is huge, bro. Mm -hmm. And, like, or something totally... Or, like, I've got big ears, kind of. A lot of people say I don't, but I feel like I do. You're crazy. (laughs) But, like... And that's how you handle it. You're really crazy. <laughs> but, like, I think, though, that, like, one of the biggest turning points as well was learning to be okay with those flaws. Like, instead of, like, because, you know, how we talked about earlier, like, replacing that negative with a positive or, like, oh, oh wait, no. Um, how we talked about earlier about placing replacing that lie with a truth. And so that was really hard for me to do because I'd be, like, your ears are big. And then I'm like, okay, if I replace that lie with a truth, what am I supposed to say? Your ears are small. Like, that's not real. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so, like, I had to find a new approach to those physical things because, like, you might look in your mirror and be like, wow, I'm fat <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, like, wow, like, my... That something can physically grab yeah, or you, physically you, Yeah, right. You can't, like, re- you can't flip that truth around. Like, it might be, you know... It's like big T truth. Like you can't, you mm-hmm. can't find a lie. Like, no, actually you're skinny and you're like 900 pounds. You know right. what I mean? And so like that was something with me that I had to, instead of replacing with a lie, I would replace it with acceptance. And I think self-acceptance mm-hmm. over self-love. Yeah. I think, cause kind of how you were saying like self-love, there's a right way and a wrong way. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that pursuing self-acceptance over self-love is super important. Yeah, that's good. Um, and so like looking at those flaws and being like, you know what? No, that doesn't look how I would like for it to look, but I accept that this is the way that I am. Mm -hmm. I own it and I'm choosing to love it from 
here. Yeah. Like when I was talking about my weight and even saying like the same thing when I'd be like, well, I can literally see my stomach. It's mm -hmm. really there. But saying my weight does not define me or something along those lines where it's like that. Yes, that might be true. Mm -hmm. Yes, you might be able to see that, but it's not what's most important. Right. I really encourage you guys this week to, like, not feel like you need to conquer your insecurities or not feel like you need to, you know, level up in your, you know, level of confidence wherever you find yourself. Um, but really just, like, learn to speak to your insecurities and learn to battle them and learn to... Um, so Learn to downplay them. Like, don't let them have a direct effect on the decisions you make, on the way that you act, or who you, how you see yourself. Um, so I would say one of the first steps that you can do um, in that is asking God who he says you are. And it might be kind of awkward at first sitting there in the mirror looking at yourself and saying, Hey, God, let me know. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. But, like, honestly, I mean, he's our God. <laughs> and so, like, those intimate moments really shouldn't be that that weird like he already knows what's going on in our heart he already knows what's going on in our head and he's so, just waiting on you to he, ask because yeah. he he wants to tell you these things but he wants you to want them right yeah totally we hope you guys found something valuable in this podcast and we just encourage you to um take those steps and um step out in your faith with god and just allow him to tell you who you are and um we love you guys so much we were praying for you before this podcast we hope that you know it spoke to you in some way that's going to genuinely change the way that you see yourself and um yeah we love you guys so much and tune in next time bye